Welcome to the Taxel Podcast, where Taxel investing is made easy. My name is Casey Dimon. I'm a Taxel veteran, author of the Taxel Playbook, founder of the Taxel Academy. I'm the leading Taxel expert and trainer, and I am your host right here on today's podcast episode. Thank you so much for joining me on today's podcast. This podcast is provided completely free to help teach you about investing in tax faulted real estate and is made possible through and because of the Tax Cell Academy. If you are looking to learn more about investing in tax faulted real estate in a comprehensive step-by-step basis, then head on over to TaxCellAcademy.com and click on join. Again, that's TaxCellAcademy.com and just click on join. In today's episode, I want to discuss five extremely serious issues for tax cell investors. A lot of new investors get what I refer to as the shiny object syndrome or tunnel vision. They only see what they want to see. Does that make sense? They see the money-making opportunity. They see the incredible deals. They see all the checks they're cashing. They see what they're going to do with all the money that they make, all the good stuff, all the exciting stuff. But they usually fail to see the two major things, the actual amount of effort that's involved and the potential risk. Now, there's lots and lots of ways to mitigate these risks, but I want you to know that if you don't mitigate them properly, these risks do exist, and they can be very, very costly. Tax on investing, in my opinion, is one of the most incredible businesses in the world, right? It is full of opportunity, and every new tax on investor truly does have the potential to change their lives and the lives of their family members. But I suppose I'd be doing a disservice if I fail to discuss some of the potential risks that you'll face. So in today's episode, we're gonna be talking about five of the risks that are involved in the actual properties available for purchase. So you go to the auction and you've purchased a few properties. That's where these five major risks now come into play if you didn't do your proper due diligence. The first one, contaminated properties. I once saw a guy at an auction who won a property and he was literally struggling to contain his excitement. I thought he was going to jump out of the chair and start jumping up and down to doing a dance. I could tell he was so excited and he was struggling to contain it. He was doing everything possible not to just scream with excitement, right? He had just purchased a prime piece of real estate for $4,500. It was a corner lot on an interest into a developing city. It was easily worth hundred grand or so, right? And you could have easily turn around and made $95,000 in a matter of weeks. An incredible deal from the outside looking in. But there was one issue. What he failed to realize is that there was an old pump station at that site decades ago. While the actual station had actually been torn down, the pump station did have underground storage tanks that were still buried on that property. And based on previous assessments, those tanks had leaked. The soil was completely contaminated, and according to an article in the local newspaper just a few years prior to that sale, to develop the site would take $1.2 million for the required mitigation for everything below the surface. That's $1.2 million, and you can literally drive by the property and not have any idea anything was actually done because all you are taking care of with that money was a contaminated soil below the surface. And here's one of the kickers. In some areas, when you buy that property, it becomes your responsibility as the owner of that property. That means if you don't spend the $1.2 million to clean it up, you can be financially responsible. And get this, you can even be criminally responsible if you don't prove yourself and go through the right channels to try to help mitigate and slow down your liability. Don't put yourself in a corner 
that you can't find out of. Stay away from contaminated properties. The next one involves utilities. Understand, it doesn't sound all that scary from the start, right? I'm talking about electric, sewer, and primarily water here. These can be built from the city or the county. They could also be built through your association, whether it's a community association of some sort or a homeowners or property owner association, but they'll send you a bill for it, right? In some areas, you might not even have an HOA, but you'll still have a local private water company that sends you a bill, okay? And I just need to clarify just a little bit. I'm talking about homes and vacant properties. So if you buy just vacant lots, don't think you're off the hook because you could very well be sent a monthly bill for vacant land. That's right, for land where there's no building and no use of the water, they can still send you a bill. And usually that bill will come with some sort of base amount. It might be as high as like 50 bucks a month, which of course is just a revenue stream for that association or that county or city or the water company, whoever it might be. Therein lies your problem though. You are essentially being provided a service. You're being provided water or access to water. Now, what if you fail to pay? Essentially, you've stolen utilities. You know, and I know that you'd actually didn't steal a single thing, but from the perspective of the water company, they provided you with water. And whether you used it or not, you were supposed to pay. Now what? Well, it depends entirely on the area, but it could go all the way to a lien against the property, a lien against you, or even a lawsuit. And I've even heard horror stories about these same companies reporting it to credit bureaus. So now you've got serious issues, especially if you purchase, say, 50 of those crazy cheap lots that you found out nobody else really wanted because of the silly water bills. Next one, membership fees. I'm referring to both joining fees and ongoing HOA fees. I remember a while back watching a vacant building site get sold at a tax sale auction that was in an extremely exclusive country play. We're talking no homes cheaper than a million bucks, and it served as a vacation area for many television personalities, athletes, and a lot of other famous people. The value of this property compared to what it sold for was unreal, and somehow it ended up at a tax sale. The problem was that the deed restrictions for this property required you to become a member of the country club that this property was located in. The idea, of course, was to help maintain the club's exclusivity. If you wanna buy, go ahead and buy, but you have to become a member, that simple. Did I mention that the membership fee was $250,000, a quarter of a million dollars to join the club when you bought property there? Or how about the ongoing monthly dues that were up to $8,000 per month? The issue here, is that the club doesn't want you to own property there if you can't afford to. And a club with those kind of requirements will certainly have the financial budget and backing to take you to court and litigate to either force you to join their club or deed the property over to them. So if you would have purchased that property, you would have received a huge bill just a few weeks later that you probably were not expecting. Now, if you've read the tax sale playbook, you've heard a story about the next one, we're talking about demolition. You research a tax sale list. You find pictures of a house online through something like Zillow. You see that the Zillow estimate of value is $50,000 and you jump all over the property and you snag it for 20 grand. Sight unseen. Unfortunately, since the time that the photos you found online were taken and the time that property sold, the property fell into severe disrepair. The county's actually condemned it and it has now been put on their demolition list. But since the county knows it is in tax foreclosure, 
they wait until the end quote rich investor buys it at the auction. The next week, they go and they knock it down. Then they send that rich investor, that's you by the way, the bill for demolition of say, I don't know, 10 grand. This happens a lot more than you think. The moment you get that bill, you have two options. Number one, you can send them a check. Or number two, you can use those funds to put an attorney on retainer because you might find yourself in court. Now, while many areas won't come after you, some will and some certainly do. The demolition happened on your watch. It happened when you owned that property. And guess what? It is now your responsibility, at least according to the city's attorney. The last one that I want to discuss are the local requirements, city or county requirements, laws and ordinances. And I've told this story a few times as well, but there isn't much more gut-wrenching than receiving a notice to appear at a court hearing in the mail. Many cities will take their blight ordinances and their laws extremely serious, as they perhaps should. It can be pretty serious stuff, like a building falling down that has the ability to hurt somebody. Or it can be rather petty stuff, like your grass is now 10 inches tall, but the ordinance only allows it to be as tall as 6 inches. Or maybe you didn't shovel off snow from your sidewalk within the 24-hour period that the law requires you. What? If you're from Florida like I am, you probably didn't even know a law like that existed. Hence the court summons that I mentioned just a few minutes ago. The fact is that every single city is different. And it's very easy to get yourself in trouble if you're not familiar with their laws. I wasn't familiar in that situation and I got myself in trouble. That's it for today's five major issues that I really want you to watch out for when it comes to your tax sale business. As you can see, there's certainly more to it than just flipping properties and making lots and lots of money. That's the exciting part. That's what everybody really wants to focus on. But the important part here is that you get past all these traps and all these potential issues like the ones that we discussed today. I don't discuss these to scare you. I discuss these to help educate you. Once you know what you're looking for, it actually becomes a very easy process. If we can help teach you more what to look for and how to efficiently research your tax sale properties and grow your business, whether you're starting from scratch or if you're a veteran looking for new ideas, we provide a comprehensive step-by-step -step training that's actionable and easy to implement through the Tax Sale Academy. Just head to TaxSaleAcademy.com and click on join to become a member. Again, that's TaxSaleAcademy.com and click on join. That's it for today, folks. If you've enjoyed this episode, please take a few minutes out of your very busy schedule to leave us a five-star rating on whatever podcasting platform you are listening to us on. We appreciate each and every one of you who have taken the time to do so already. Have a wonderful day. Take care. Bye-bye.